Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Ready, Terp fans, because it's time for the Maryland Matt Chat. Join us as we talk Terp wrestling with head coach Kerry McCoy and staff. Now, on to the show with your host, three-time National Wrestling Writer and Broadcaster of the Year, Jason Bryant. Episode 14 of the Maryland Matt Chat. Jason Bryant here today. Going to welcome one of the newest Terps to the University of Maryland here on the program. We're going to be talking with Josh Ugaldi out of Boundbrook, New Jersey. He'll be coming in wrestling for the Terps next season, a three-time New Jersey state place winner, two-time state runner-up. And uh, Josh, you know, senior year's over. We're in the summertime. It's Jersey. I'm guessing you're, you're spending a lot of time at the Jersey Shore. You spend a lot of time in the wrestling room. Um, it's a little bit of both. Haven't really been to the shore that many times but have been in the wrestling room about four times five times a week still gotta still gotta keep training so now as far as the busy summer a lot of people look prepared for fargo obviously you've placed at at uh you know the freestyle level so you know what it's like to train there in the off season are you taking it easy this summer i mean obviously you're in the room a couple times a week are you you training for anything specifically like fargo or you know the junior duels just ended I wouldn't really say taking it easy because I'm still going like as hard as, as I would if I was training for Fargo, but I'm not going. I'm not, uh, I don't plan on going to Fargo this year. Hadn't been wrestling a lot of freestyle. So I think I'm just, you know, focused on folk style and getting ready for some college wrestling. Let's talk a little bit about your high school career. As, as I mentioned, you're a three-time New Jersey State place winner, two-time finalist. And, uh, you know, in talking with other people from the state of New Jersey, they say there's, 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 they can't really compare anything to what it's like to walk out for the finals at Boardwalk Hall in the New Jersey State Championships. It's one class. The whole state is crazy for, for wrestling. And, you know, obviously the, the experience in the finals didn't go your way twice, but, what was that experience like being able to be like, all right, I'm one of the baddest dudes in, in this one class state and you were out there in the finals twice. I mean, it was kind of nerve wracking, but also like really awesome. Just walking out there with your coaches, getting ready to compete. And it's, it's an even better feeling just like winning out there on that one man in front of thousands of people watching you. Obviously didn't get that feeling, but it's a, it's a sick feeling just going out there. Like, having, like, all eyes on you. Uh, you uh, what were your memories of, of Boardwalk Hall growing up, or the Jersey State Championships growing up? I mean, did you attend the state tournament prior to getting there as a high school kid? Or, I mean, what, what was the, the history there with the New Jersey State Tournament and maybe planting a seed that you wanted to be there one day? Uh, yeah, I used to go to some, like, the high school New Jersey State Championships. But, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't really, like, that. Like, coming into high school, yeah, I was, like, into wrestling. I was very competitive. stuff. Like, I didn't really get serious until, like, seventh grade, and that's when I went to my first uh, middle school state championship, and that I, I took first, and the next year I took third. 
so yeah, I didn't really take it like like serious until seventh grade, and that's when I went like to high school state championship. And now mm, I was just like, wow, I can't wait to be here. I can't, I can't wait to compete here. Talks about getting serious in in wrestling in the seventh grade. So how did you get your start yeah, in wrestling? Like was it a, was it a parent? Was it was it a friend? I mean, how did you how did you step on the mat for the first time? Um, my uncle wrestled in high school, but he wasn't like very good. But like that kind of like intrigued my dad, so he like signed me up a couple times. I actually quit a couple a couple times when I was a little kid. But then I just you know I just kept joining, and obviously just stuck on. And then I like I played football, I pl- I played soccer, but those never really stuck. So wrestling did. So you're in high school. Uh, you know, obviously wrestling was was the thing. And at what point did you realize like this this is my sport. This is what I want to focus in on. Probably eighth grade summer, eighth grade, seventh grade summer. I started training in Boundbrook because before then I was in Middlesex, uh, and wrestling there isn't really too serious. It's like whatever. But once I got to Boundbrook and I met all the coaches and the program and like the just like the eliteness of all the wrestlers that's been through there, like Andrew Flanagan, Andrew Campitano, uh, Nick Mary, these are, like they're all like really good wrestlers. The program is like crazy good. And I knew I knew it wasn't going to be easy and stuff. And it, like just like being around the the coaches and the kids, like it it really made me want to work hard and succeed. Finished your high school career, 140 victories, pretty impressive in New Jersey. The one class state championships, as as we mentioned. And with that, you know, as as people graduate and they head to college, uh, you know, you, you didn't quite win that state championship. How much is that fueling you right now? Before you even step on a mat in a Division One wrestling room, and says, "All right, I got I, I got something to prove here." Yeah, you, you don't even know. I get goosebumps right now just talking about it. Uh, I I can't wait to step in that my own wrestling room and just get after it. And I still have a huge chip on my shoulder, and I have a I have some things to prove to some people, and I can't wait to I can't wait to do it. Now, as, as far as matriculating at Maryland, it's, you know, obviously now in the Big Ten, and let's talk about that just for a moment. And, you know, in the recruiting process, Maryland finished the first year in the Big Ten. It wasn't a great season, but when you heard that Maryland was moving to the Big Ten, how much did that kind of make the, the, the Terps in College Park a little more enticing for you to want to wrestle for? It was awesome. Like, I, I'm, Downbrook has been one of the, one of the most like elite wrestling, wrestling programs in the country, uh, and we don't wrestle anybody but the best. We don't have like these small schools that are wrestling. We're blowing up 46 to three. We're wrestling the top kid, the top teams in the in the nation and in the state. For an example, Burton Catholic, Apple Valley. We wrestle all of them, and like, so it's not going to be anything. It's obviously not going to be something like new to me. So I'm I'm like I'm used to wrestling these top tier teams and. Like not having some easy competition, so I, I honestly can't wait to wrestle in like the Penn State, Iowa, Ohio State. As we talk about your high school career and then how it translates into college, I mean, you said that you know Boundbrook wrestles the best, and I actually, uh, living, I living out here in Minnesota, I've actually seen Boundbrook at the Clash out in Minnesota, and that's one thing you got to prepare for in Big Ten country. Is a road trip to Minnesota, it gets cold out here. You already kind of know about that. I mean, when you when you guys went yeah, out to Minnesota, freezing. it's like how how cold is that? The coldest you've ever been out here? No doubt, and it's freezing. This year was even worse because our flight, our like they said, these are exact words. The plane is broken, they said. So we had to take uh, like a 16, 12-hour 
drive all the way back to New Jersey in these white vans. It was freezing. Wait, you guys had to drive back from Rochester, Minnesota to New Jersey? Yeah, their exact words were, our plane is broken. So we had to take three, like, you know, like loading vans with all these wrestlers, and we're just driving back to New Jersey. It was horrible. <laughs> Dude, I never heard that story. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's the worst experience. Yeah, and, and about Boundbrook, you mentioned that. Obviously, you mentioned uh, Flanagan and Campolitano and, of course, Nestor Tafur, who wrestled at Boston University. Oh, yeah, Nestor. And uh, it, it was funny because I was talking to Marty Gleason, you know, the long time uh, coach there at Boundbrook, and, you know, he was talking to us, telling a story about uh, how he, you know, basically kind of rescued Nestor from a, 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 a potentially dangerous type of path in terms of, uh, you know, being a, a kind of a, a troublemaker a little bit and discovered wrestling. What was some of the coaches uh, like at Boundbrook that really helped rein people in? Obviously, there's uh, various types of people that enjoy the sport of wrestling, but what was some things that the coaching staff at Boundbrook did for you personally? Well, Marty is just one of those coaches that just keeps pushing you. And, like, he just, like, makes you want to come back to practice because he makes it so fun. And, like, it's just I learn something new every day just going to practice from and learning from him. And, like, it's, like, not, like, one of those practices where, like, oh, like, shoot, I have to go to practice and, like, bust my butt. It's, like, no, like, I want to go to practice and show Marty I'm getting better and then, you know, like he, he can teach us some more stuff. And also we have another coach, Bob Dorr, who's like our, like, he's kind of like our strength coach, like mental toughness coach. He's like a bad dude. He's a bad dude. And it's just fun being around them because it's just a, it's like a good combination of coaches. Now, New Jersey's also pretty prevalent with the, the club system. You got a ton of killer clubs out there. And, you know, obviously some folks up north got these clubs, some folks in South Jersey got these clubs. But, uh, did, you know, outside of the Boundbrook wrestling room and in, in the summer workhouse, what, what, did you have any specific wrestling clubs that you'd hit or any off-season training that really helped supplement the Boundbrook coaching? I mean, I, to be honest with you, I, I've just been in Boundbrook my, like, like my whole summer, my whole high school summer, like training off season and everything. Like they're pretty much the like I give all credit to them for like making me who I am. Like I didn't really I went to like you know, like I was like if I had to get a workout in I would go into like Apex or like something, just get a quick workout in. And they're they're awesome, don't get me wrong, but but uh yeah, I was always at Boundbrick and that wrestling room all summer with them, with my guys. Speaking of recruiting process, as, as we mentioned just a second ago with, with Maryland moving to the Big Ten, what other schools were you considering before you decided to say, all right, I'm, I'm going to be a Terp? Uh, definitely Rutgers. Uh, that was actually my number one choice until senior year. Because, like, like, it was just like Rutgers was the first school to start, like, recruiting me. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I've never experienced this before. And neither started coming in and then, you know, phone calls started coming in, and I started getting more like, attracted to all these other schools. NC State was another big school. And I talked to Coach Manning a little bit from Nebraska. Maybe the, those couple schools, uh, Cal, Cal Poly, um, Bloomsburg, those were, all, those were all in mind. So when a guy like Kerry McCoy, you know, who's been an Olympian, when when he when he rings your rings your phone, well, you know, what goes through your mind when you talk to a guy like that for the first time? I'm like, damn, I'm like, I'm talking to a legend, real quick. I better not say anything stupid and <laughs> mess this up. But yeah, it was pretty cool talking to Coach McCoy and everything. I was really happy when he gave me a call, and also Coach Eider, 
Coach, Coach Eider gave me a call. He was a really cool guy. That was awesome talking to him. Have you heard any stories about how glorious Rob Eider's mullet was back in the day? Have you seen any of those pictures? No, no, I haven't. Oh, I guarantee you, you're going to see some. You're, he's he's got this. If you if you think Jake Herbert's mullet is impressive right now, that is strictly inspired by Rob Eider. So just keep that in mind. Are you serious? Oh yeah, you you just got to just. I'll, I'll tell you to Google Rob Eider and mullet uh, sometime in the That's near awesome. future. Yeah, you'll 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 be bracing for it. You just you won't be able to look at him the same way ever again. Because I'm sitting there, I knew him before the mullet. I'm looking at him going, oh, okay, Rob, now I see him with the mullet, old pictures. And I'm like, now I look at Rob, and I'm like, yeah, you got a great mullet. But uh, even though it's it's just in, in spirit now. But, uh, it, you know, <laughs> no, so as, as we get to Maryland, uh, you know, has there been any talk right now about what, what you're planning on doing? You're going to get a, get a right out of the shoot there? Are you going to redshirt or, and grow? Are you looking 165 or 174 because you wrestled 170 during a high school season? Yeah, I have no idea. It's whatever the coaches want, to be honest. If they want me to get bigger, I'll get bigger. If they want me to, you know, cut down a little bit, I'll cut down. It's not an issue. I'll do whatever the coaches think that's best for me. But I have no idea regarding the redshirt or not redshirting process. So, but I'm told, I'm told I think I'm going 165, but I don't know. Now, when we look at who you're going to work out in the room, obviously there's there's a guy named Josh Asper there in the program. He's, he's a couple-time All-American. He knows his way around a wrestling mat. I mean, are you eager to get to work with him and, and see what he, he can teach you about Division One wrestling? Yeah, I mean, awesome two-time two -time All-American, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, awesome. I can't wait. I hear on my recruiting trip, uh, they're telling me that the guy doesn't stop like in the wrestling room. He doesn't stop. He just keeps going. So I can't wait to roll around with him see what he got he has to teach me and stuff so as we look back at you know obviously we've got the the guys that you want to wrestle in college the guys you wrestled in high school obviously who was who the toughest guy you ever wrestled during your high school career win or lose <laughs> uh definitely mark hall really good really good guy it was, yeah. Is is it kind of kind of disgusting to think about for a second that kid's only gonna be a senior this year and he's been, he's been he's gonna try to win six state titles um, yeah, I mean, I heard he wasn't doing the last year of high school. I don't know, maybe that's just a rumor. Yeah, remains to be seen. You never know with kids these days, right? But uh, I said it remains to be seen. You never know with kids these days, right? You guys change your yeah, mind yeah, all the time. Yeah. So now, when you go into colleges, are there somebody you're looking at right now that you would watch, you know, footage of, whether it be on YouTube or Flow, and you're like, man, I really want to wrestle that guy when I get to college. Um. No, no one specific. Not really, to be honest with you. Is there anybody you don't want to wrestle right off the bat? How about that? Maybe that's a, that's a, that's a question where you're like, okay, I'll, I'll wait till I get to wrestle this guy again. No, I'll wrestle anybody. Good to hear. That's the correct answer. I hope you know that. Yeah. So as we talk about Maryland, obviously there's more to life in college than just being an athlete. So, uh, you know, what are you looking at majoring in when you get to College Park? And, and what are you looking for maybe uh, life after wrestling? Uh, uh, <laughs> difficult question. I'm looking to probably be a physical therapist, get into that kind of field. Yeah, my uncle's, I've been around it like my whole life with my uncle and stuff, dealing with injuries and just like training with him and stuff. So I think that's what I'm going to want to do. Try to be a physical therapist, you know what I mean? I, I think you're, you're making a pretty good choice on where to go for school there now. 
you're being from New Jersey, and this is kind of a theme I have in all, all the shows that I do, is, is I look at the geography, if I'm not familiar with where, where the town is, and I kind of know where Boundbrook is. I've been by it, but you're kind of in that central Jersey zone, but do you, you, claim, you claim North Jersey? Because you're definitely not South Jersey. You say central or north? Are you, which no, one do you classify? I definitely say central. Okay, so you don't want to be associated with those North Jersey guys? No. Putting you in central Jersey makes a – it brings up another question, too. You're in that, that, that middle ground where you have to decide, do you call it pork roll or do you call it Taylor ham? It's a pork roll. Thank you. <laughs> Thank it's you. pork roll, I can see. Oh, man. See, James Green agrees with you as well. Yeah, I mean, it's Taylor ham. It, I'm pretty sure that's just the brand. I'm not sure. But I definitely call it a pork roll, I can see. I'm going to have to agree with you 100%. Now, we're going to circle back a little bit as as we talked in the beginning of the show about uh, you know how how the loss in the state finals kind of kind of drives you a little bit and, and you know I don't even know, but I'd like you to put that into words a little bit. Obviously, uh Joe Grell is a guy that you'd beaten during the year and you know, you talked about being on that big stage, but it, it what is it like? I I was never good enough to be in that situation ever. I mean, I the amount of matches I won in my high school career, I could count on one hand. Actually, I don't even need all five fingers. But I don't know what that's like. And, and from an athlete's perspective, you know, your senior year, it's the last match of the high school career. How do you deal with that type of loss? And how do you try to put it behind you and build from it? To be honest, uh, you know, I'm never really going to get over it. Like, I'm, I'm over it, but, like, it's kind of like, more of a chip, you know what I mean, chip on my shoulder. But you know, I just ask God like to like, you know, just help me get through it and like hopefully like everything will be all right and you know, I just get back in the wrestling and start training again. It's not like yeah, I lost whatever. I still got a huge career ahead of me and hopefully I see him in the future and the match turns out how it's supposed to be. I wanna I wanna circle back to you'd said you'd the best guy you'd ever wrestled was Mark Hall. Who's the best guy you ever beat? That you think is this is may not be the the nationally ranked guy or a state champ guy, but a guy that you thought this is the best guy I've ever beaten. I mean, junior year, I beat Christian Stackhouse in the semifinals. He was a pretty good wrestler. Third, third of Fargo the that summer. Um, I don't really know to be honest. There's a I beat Ryan Price from PA at the Flow National Semis. To be honest, I can't really. I, I don't really know. <laughs> well, I'm saying there's so many good wrestlers in Jersey. Uh, it's kind of hard to keep up with all the good guys you've beaten, right? Oh yeah, New Jersey's the best. Of course, Stackhouse was nationally ranked in high school. You've been nationally ranked throughout the course of your career, and you know, do, do you as do you guys look at those rankings as much as people think? I mean, obviously, everybody in a state like New Jersey, which is pretty well connected with the internet and some of the comments on yeah. NJ.com, I mean, you, you gotta kind of you know, it's kind of hard to avoid that stuff. But w- when you first got nationally ranked, I mean, was it like, oh, cool, I'm nationally ranked? You're like, all right, I'm nationally ranked. I mean, what was that feeling like? I mean, it was awesome. Like, I was like, because it was definitely. It was definitely like a like a like a little goal that I had to be nationally ranked, and like I'll check it now and then. But I knew that it would go hot. Like my I think it was end of sophomore year. I don't really know when I got nationally ranked, but I was like 18 or something. But I was like, yeah, this is cool and stuff, but I want to be higher. You know what I mean? So I just I I like felt good. I like let, I I went I, I was happy for a little bit, and then like you know I just kept training. 
I would I wouldn't I wouldn't really check it that much. As we're wrapping up here on the Maryland Mad Chat, talking to Josh Ugaldi, incoming freshman, going to be wrestling for the Big Ten Terps, the University of Maryland, 170-pounder uh, in high school, looking either 165 or 174 for his career. Again, doesn't know if he's going to redshirt yet or not. Obviously, that's a Coach McCoy, Coach Eider, Coach Cotulo, and uh, Coach Asper type of question. But, you know, w- when it comes time to speak your piece now to you're, you're no longer a Boundbrook guy. You're a Maryland guy. You'll always be a Boundbrook guy, but now you're representing a different color red. And what do you have to say to, to Terp nation out there that's looking forward to see you wrestle this next uh, four or five years? Be ready. Be ready for a good income, income class and be ready for some fireworks because we're coming at you. Now, usually what I do on the shows here is I just basically give you a little platform here to say, you know, who do you want to thank, coaches, parents, clubs, whatever, teammates, everybody that's helped you, you know, you know, get to that, uh, you know, the, the, that podiums over the years, various podiums, various national rankings, uh, you know, basically the accomplishments that you've achieved over the years, and that helped you get to the University of Maryland Russell Division One. Here's your chance to thank them. Go for it. Uh, uh, I just want to thank, you know, God first, because without him, nothing would be possible. And of course, my parents were just paying for every expensive tournament, driving me miles and miles to get me the competition I need. And then I want to thank all my Denver coaches, Marty Gleason, uh, Bob Dorr, Steve Lucas, uh, Andrew Flanagan, Andrew Ellis, uh, Coach Lay, Nick Murray, and all those guys. And uh, of course, my teammates who trained with me those years and my friends. And yeah, yeah. Check them out on the mats next year. Actually, it's it's this year. You're you're basically you're going to be there shortly. It's like two months away before you'll be in in your first college yeah. class in College Park. Yeah, actually, going about like two weeks, July twelfth. I'm heading down. So, oh, that senior that senior summer cut short, but uh, you got bigger things to prepare for. So, Josh, appreciate you coming on the Maryland Match Chat, and again, we're looking forward to see you wrestle next year for the University of Maryland. Of course, thank you. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.